The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Thursday, the 2nd of April. The Fujicast. Hello, Kev. Hello, Neil. You're not feeling too good today? A bit tired today? Yeah, I'm a bit tired. Yeah, you're, it's you're, been a long week. You're, <laughs> you're all right otherwise, are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. What are you worried about? Yeah. Do I need to take your temperature or anything? No, no, no. nothing like that. Yeah, okay, like that. good. Yeah. Good. Um, on that note, by the way, some weird stuff happened over the last 24 hours. Did you see the K-pop star who tried to... We were talking about... Um, I know you said you don't get involved in it personally yourself, but but the K-pop star who um, who decided to do an April Fool's prank by telling people that he had, he'd contracted COVID-19. How, how funny he thought that would be. But um, it's... I don't... What's... I don't even know what K-pop is. You've not heard of K-pop? No, what is it? Um, is it, it like cereal? <laughs> That's Cocoa Pops. Uh. <laughs> no, K-pop is like the sort of, almost the, the trendy sort of pop, sort of um, Asian pop market. Oh, thing. like a boy band or something. Uh, well, it's a, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, K-pop, it, um, yeah, K-pop is, yeah. Uh, well, I would imagine his pop has well and truly popped now. I can't imagine yeah. he'll be in too much demand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, a, um, uh, he's a, known as a member of the uh, Korean pop groups uh, uh, JYJ and TVXQ. And then you've, <laughs> then you've absolutely lost me. <laughs> I know no more about that. I know I can almost see my Jack going, Don't you know what K-pop is, boys? <laughs> No idea. Uh, so what, no idea. What did you get up to? Oh, you had your big meal last night. How did the uh, How did the kids perform? It was great, actually. They were really cool. Um, I'll be fleecing me out of a fiver tip. But, um, <laughs> oh no, he, he was accepting. Well, don't blame him. Actually, tips. yeah. Well, that's yeah. what you do at restaurants. Yeah, it was cool. I dressed up. I, I put a tie on and everything. And Gemma yeah. asked me if I was going to a funeral. <laughs> um, not, you don't know we me. Had... Wear, I don't think I've ever seen you wear a tie. I know, I don't wear ties very often at all. That's why I, I, it, it is a funeral tie. It's about the only one I've got. Oh, hey. well, I was going to say, is it your old rugby club one or something? Because you would have had one no. in the rugby clubs, wouldn't you? I did. I, I have three rugby club ties, and they're all very kind of bright red, red and green. And I've got one, my other tie, my favourite tie probably, is from the Houses of Parliament, believe it or not. What? Um, yeah, we played rugby against the MPs once, and they gave us a tie. And uh, I've also got a rugby jersey signed by Gordon Brown. Did you um, did you give them an easy time? Uh, I can't remember. It was a long time ago. A long time ago. Well, I, I it was good though. They they took us the night before we played the rugby game. They took us to the House of Parliament and we went to the. Um, uh, they they showed us all around the chambers and into the actual. I don't know what you call it. The Commons room or yeah. Commons or whatever. Well, where they sit? In, in the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we went to the Red yeah. Lion Pub, which is in the basement, and had a pint with a few MPs. Didn't we talk about the Red Lion Pub before? I think we did, didn't we? Because they, they have their own special red line. Because there is a red line. Oh, no, we walked past the red line. When we were in... Do you remember those times, Kev, where we used to be able to walk around London? Um, do you remember we were um, we were close to Downing Street? And there's a red line down there. Yeah, and you yeah, said to me, oh, right. there's another red line, but actually in the Houses of Parliament, which I never knew. So they have their own pub inside the Houses of Parliament. Yeah, in the basement. It's a real spit and sawdust place as is well. Proper, right. yeah, proper. Mm. Right, let's get into these questions then so, so we can pack you off back to bed. Mm. Um, Sam, well, I've, I got a load off the Facebook group, actually, if you don't mind today. Um, mm-hmm. Sam Meggs, hey all, just thought I'd share a nice bit of community in my little neck of the woods. It's not so much a question, but something I thought you'd, you'd like to hear, actually, uh, Kev. Myself and, and at last count, 10 local photographers have all teamed up to give away uh, up to 100 mini portrait sessions for the doctors and nurses at our local hospital this September. A small way to give back, 
But what I really loved is that it all started as a handful of us and we keep getting messages from other local photographers saying, can we join you as well? I thought it was cool. a really nice bit of community. So Sam Meggs, I was pleased to see that. Uh-huh. Um, Patrick Betcher, long-time listener, first-time poster, and I hope everyone is hanging in there. I do have a question. Is there anyone in this group who offers family and or child portraits in a more candid style? There's a reason I'm, I'm reading his question out to you. I suppose it might fit under the day-in-the-life umbrella. I'm wondering how you, how you market and offer this to potential clients. I've dabbled in the more conventional post stuff. I realised quickly that it wasn't really my cup of tea. I'm wondering how you all might approach the marketing. After all, a grown man lying on his belly in your living room for a few hours is a strange proposition. Maybe worth noting that these are the early days of the business and word of mouth is limited to my wife mostly. Thank you, Patrick Betcher. What would you do if you were... Because you've done Day in the Life and you, you're, you're blooming good at it. What would you... What would you, If you were starting again, how would you market that? Yeah, he's right, though. It's, it's tough for guys, um, especially, you know, kind of middle-aged men with grey hair and stuff, to, to, to be invited in. Yeah. Um, Emily, you know, friend of the show, Emily Renier. She's uh, she seems to have this this um, totally sorted. Really, she's she's doing she's flying with her business. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't want to say it's because it's a gender thing at all because it you know it certainly isn't. But I don't think it helps. Um, but you know, I, I, my a lot of my clients when I do the day in the life stuff, the, the few as few of they you know they're there's fewer of them that I would like to do mm. are typically ex wedding clients. You know, they've wow. gone on to have kids and, uh, you know, they, they kind of email me and say, Oh, you know, remember that thing you did at a wedding? Can yeah. you, uh, can you come around to our house and do it? Um, so the last one I picked up was Albie's football teacher. So oh, really? I'm going to go and do theirs. Yeah. So it is word of mouth. And people so it really is, it is re- really word of mouth. I suppose if, um, how would you, if you were starting though and you had no portfolio, how do you, how do you, how, how, how do you think you'd go about suggesting on your website that I do day in the life? I suppose really just go out and do a couple for friends. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, you've got to get a portfolio. You've got to do some stuff for free. Um, you know, get some pictures online. When you actually go out and do these things, how long are you promising to, to be with a family? Because I know I stood in for you once when you were, when you were, un- well, I think you were in spain so mm. i had to take on the the next i was which was i felt a bit nervous about because i've seen your day in the life and they're good and i was thinking there's no way i could do what kev does but i wasn't sure how long to spend with them i i i, I think i was about nine hours in the end with them because we went all the way through to bedtime yeah i mean you you need to discuss this beforehand i typically offer three hours uh like working day type time um or morning to to bedtime but very very few of those come through and yeah you you know it's if it's a baby typically three hours because they just sleep you know yeah. they just sleep all the time um which is what i wish i was doing <laughs> um <laughs> but they you know if they're asleep all the time there's no point no point being there really but if they're a little bit older you know the birth ones the birth stories and stuff obviously are very you can't just say yeah you know how long it'll be so how long were you with that? Uh, I know you said you can't say how long they're going to be, but looking back at it, how long when you did that amazing birth story that led to to a relationship you've had with that family ever since? Actually, how long were you with mm. them that day? It started about eight in the morning, and I think I, the birth was I think about six p.m. Probably finished about nine. All right. Um, so, well, hopefully there's some food for thought there, Patrick. Nanto Sealands. So, I had an idea for a fun project while isolating at home. Um, but that could continue on in the future and follow me at work. Oh, that sounds a bit cryptic. It won't be about the quality of the image, images, more something to entertain me. My question is, who runs side Instagram accounts for little side projects? It's not. I'm just not keen to clog up my main account with the shenanigans of this project. Um, so, 
Yeah, but do, do you, you don't have any other? Do you just keep the, the, the standard one that you've got for your Instagram? No, I have a street photography one as well. Oh, of course you um, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Called Mullin, Mullins on the street. Yes. But I don't really post to that very much. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think it's a good idea actually to have a little side Instagram account um, mm. rather than you know your kind of corporate marketing type uh, stream. So yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where it's a little bit annoying to keep having to. Uh, change accounts and everything but mm. you know i think it's, I think would, it's would, would you not mix, mix and match some of your private stuff because you, you do do it on on your main account see stuff for the kidlings oh yeah 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 no absolutely i think the street photography one i just didn't want to i didn't want to kind of confuse the the potential clients wedding oh, clients right. with with um you know random snaps of street pictures yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah the kids and and my kind of everyday life i put on my normal instagram account for sure but yeah the street photography stuff i just wanted to keep a little bit separate it's weird because it's I, I, I logged into it last night for the first time in a long time it's, <laughs> it's got like two thousand followers now and I'm, oh, wow. i don't even put anything on there <laughs> there we go that's that's what it's like being a k-pop star that's it kevin pop that's what it that's what it stands for i my my little one that uh I, my my little side project my bathroom travels one. Oh yeah yeah um, i like that yeah it's only got 62 followers though it's quite Aww. it's quite sad but it's um i don't know if you go and check it out you could be a follower please if, if we could get it to 100 i'd be so chuffed well you better read out the name of it then <laughs> bathroom travels that, that's all oh. it is and people bathroom are thinking, travels. what's Bathroom Travels? Bathroom Travels is just pictures of toilets wherever I've travelled in the world. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you have 62 followers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you think that might be the problem? Yeah. <laughs> well, it does have some quite interesting ones. It's got ones that were in old bomb shelters. Uh, a pink I think one. I sent you one once, didn't I? One. Did you ever send me one? Because you can contribute to this. I sent one, um, I can't remember where I was now, but there was a toilet with a dead body on the floor um like the no. silhouette of a dead body no you didn't send me that because that would be on here i did send it to oh, you. i'm dig, sure i oh, did dig it out because that one i could do with okay i'll send it that'd be brilliant so yeah bath and travels i think it's a good idea to have um have a fun mm. extra instagram I, it's a nice idea yeah um hi neil hi kev this is mark dell love listening to the show whilst walking around the beautiful buckinghamshire countryside with my faithful german shepherd just keep that distancing remember this isolation thing, he says, is weird. OK, on to the question. I've been a Fuji addict since 2011, and um, until a neuropathic disease cut my wedding photography out, I now shoot mainly with a new shiny X100V. You lucky sausage, you. I'm considering doing a UK YouTube video on how the X100V works with off-camera flash and stuff like that. What do you think? Do it, is what I say. Yeah. What would you... Um, yeah. you've, you've made uh, a lot of videos on how stuff works on, on YouTube. How do you I go even, about... I even have uh, stuff that works tattooed on my arm. You do. How do you go about actually planning one, Kev? What, what would you... If you wanted to make a video, how would you go about doing it? Um, well, I think, you know, you do need to plan it. You can't just kind of sit there and, and, and waffle. I I typically write up what I'm going to talk about first, um, and then I will tee up the, the, the camera, the video camera, you know, think about lighting and all that kind of stuff. And obviously audio is critical for mm. YouTube. You've got to have good audio. And, Do you think um, audio is a big part of the battle, isn't it, really? Yeah, absolutely. Nobody, it's, it's, you, nobody wants to watch TV when it's out of sync, do they? You know, no. so it's, you need to have good audio. I did, yeah, that, 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 that would look weird. But also sort of warmth and richness and things like that help. 
Um, do you have to move around a lot? Do you think, or could you? Could you just? A lot of people just do their YouTube videos on one desk, don't they? And that's done. Well, I typically do, yeah. But if you're going to be showing off a, a technique like off-camera flash, presumably you're going to need yeah. kind of wide angles and models and all that kind of stuff. I guess. Well, Mark, um, Mark, I just go and do it if I were you, and and then yeah. s- send us your link. And talking of video, Fran Corbett's work caught my eye in the Fujicast Facebook group last week for the work she's been doing with her family as they're all locked inside during COVID-19 in the country she now lives and works in, which is France. Now, most of us have been making photo stories. Not all of us. Uh, Still pictures documenting everything from those first waking moments with sleepy eyes, wondering if this is another Tuesday or another Sunday, to the tantrums of homeschooling. My hat is firmly now tipped to the amazing teachers and, and the work that you do. I've never been so aware of how special a breed you folks are as well. Then to the meal times, the cooking, the baking, the family sat in front of TV watching these events unfold to bedtime and repeat. And all those stories are fascinating, but I was was absolutely captivated by Fran's short video diaries of life in lockdown particularly because, as you're about to learn, up to this moment she was effectively not really aware of how the video function worked on her camera. Perhaps slightly unfair, but the results are authentically incredible. So I wanted to take some time to talk with Fran on today's show. I know these are strange times to say the following, Fran, but let's imagine we're free of social distancing and nasty little unwelcome viral visitors. France. This is where you've settled for your life and photography, which for me is like living the dream, Fran. Now, what, what's, what's, what's the French photographic scene like normally? Well, actually, uh, down here now, most of the wedding photographers, and there's quite a few of them, are English. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, there, there, are, there are a few French, uh, French photographers. There's one female one particularly who's been doing documentary photo for weddings for many, many years. She's, mm. she's an excellent photographer. Um, but it's a kind of smallish community, but it's, um, yeah. So you have this romantic, cliche, artisan notion that you're all sat around sampling beautiful glasses of chilled white wine, discussing your latest shoots in a cafe exclusively <laughs> reserved for photographers and artists. T- no, te- not at all. Tell, um, tell me that's no, what it- There's a sense of um, competition, perhaps. I don't know, not oh, for right. me. There's one, of, there's one <laughs> of a photographer that I speak to, and everybody else sort of keeps to themselves with the odd exchange on uh, a message. It's very funny, because we're all going after the same gigs, I guess. Yeah. How did you end up settling in France then? Well, my husband's French uh, and we'd been, we'd lived in Australia for three years and he decided, we decided to come back to Europe and he wanted his, his children. I've got, I've got uh, two boys before him and then three sons with him. So that's five, got my own five aside. And he (laughs) wanted his children to know France and the language and everything else and we, we we ended up down here purely from I looked at uh, weather I couldn't afford the south of France and the southwest uh, the weather looked beautiful so yeah. we just turned up so I'm, I've seen your films and we'll talk about them in a minute but you um, what language do you in the films you talk English mainly but what 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 language do you usually speak, speak I speak English now. my uh, my uh, French is pretty shocking oh um, no yeah, my, my kids are really embarrassed whenever I open my mouth and speak French in front yeah. of them. They, they just crawl away. So I'm due to work in France at Chateau de Saint-Paul, Dordogne, September. Oh, Is it a place yeah. you know? I, I've heard of it because somebody contacted me about that chateau recently, and I haven't been there. It looks beautiful. Yeah. But for me, yeah, I have done some work in the Dordogne, and, it, and it's gorgeous. It's, now, it's about two hours two hours from me. And you're surrounded by chateaus, of course, which make, make incredible event venues. It, I would imagine that the wedding scene is, a, a, apart from the winter, of course, is very much an outdoor scene, isn't it? 
completely outdoor. In fact, that's uh, that's the selling point for most of them. They all have to have, uh, they don't all have them, but uh, a lot of them have like a large barn or an area in case it does rain. It mm. happens, but not very often. It's all outdoor, the meal, everything. So how much of your work is portrait and how much of it is wedding? Because I know you do both. Well, no, it's mainly just wedding because it, I'm, I'm really actually quite new to it. I only really got into it. Uh, it started for weddings 2018 um, and and I've just continued with it. And what I'm really hoping to do is continue with the weddings and actually do family documentary. That's what I'd really love to do. Putting my own family out there, maybe others will allow me to intrude in their into their, their homes. Then you'd really need to learn French. Oh, yeah, probably not the French. <laughs> I don't think the French would have me do that. I'd have to do it with... Um, wow. I can't imagine the French would be up for that at all, no. Really? They're, what, what, they're, they're very d- private. They're very private. Oh, so day in the life stuff would, wouldn't really be a French thing. It would be more the English living in France. Or it would be anyone anywhere um yeah i I can't i'm not going to aim at the french market until perhaps i've got a few under my belt how long have you been a photographer i know you said weddings then since 2018 how how long before that as a photographer is this all quite a new venture well it's 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 really is quite new because i've i've had a camera i had a camera for years a nikon and that's how we say it (laughs) (laughs) um and i just used to sort of pick it up and uh, i learned manual and then sort of didn't bother any doing anything really with it i just didn't have much time and a friend of mine at the end of 2017 unfortunately i mean she's fine now she uh she uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer and she called me up and she said we're going to document this, Fran. I want you to come and photograph it. Wow. And I, t- I went over and, and took. we took some photos and we had a good laugh. And I wasn't happy with the photos that I took. And I didn't know how it was going to work out for her. So, And that's when I was driven to really look into how to use my mm. camera properly. Mm. And it just sort of went off from there. So let's talk about what's going on at the moment. We have a re- reasonable fix on what we feel like in our own countries, be that emotional, political or, or, or whatever. What's the what's the feeling like in France, in your community? I know, I know that actually you're, you're quite out in the sticks, aren't you? But but have you got any sense of, of what it's like um, amongst the community or have, or have you really distanced? Well, we are we are re- we have really distanced. Um, the only things that we are hearing and understanding, because I literally, uh, Philippe, that's my husband and myself. I think we've been out twice in the last three weeks. Um, but what we understand is that uh, the gendarmes are um, fining people left, right and centre. Right. Um, that there have been the local uh, wineries have been helping. Uh, I don't I wouldn't imagine they're donating, have been giving alcohol for another local place to make um, hand sanitizer. Wow. Which is good. That's remaining local. Yeah. It looks like there are local groups um, making masks, handmade masks to help. And um, yeah, as far as I'm aware, there are a few cases here. And in fact, there's a few cases in my village, but um, I don't think it's too bad here mm. yet because mm. we are really out of the way. So I was really drawn to your COVID-19 family project that's on your website, which is littlewingphotos.com. Um, you started to make short films about your, your family life in lockdown. Let's let's get the te- tech stuff done first of all. What what camera are you using? I'm using three. I'm using a, a, a Nikon <laughs> D500 with yeah. a with a lens baby 45, and that's what's giving the kind of soft, dreamy look to some oh, of the okay. uh, footage. I'm also using the, the Fuji XT3, yeah. and I'm also using more often than not actually a little uh, DJI Osmo Pocket, oh. which I'm really impressed with the quality of it and i bought that just for you know wedding photography to maybe hold it whilst i'm clicking um but i'm very very happy and 
it obviously the you can't say that the colours and everything are all the same. They're not, but um, I'm not too worried about that. Well, as I was going to say, it grades together reasonably well, actually. I wouldn't have thought you were using three cameras when I watched oh, really? the films. Oh, no, okay, no. wow, that is a surprise. No. Um, so why did you decide to do it um, as a film rather than stills? You're a stills photographer, but um, here we are now doing this as a movie. I know, I, and I have no idea about filming, none. I never, ever, ever, ever film. And when I heard that Macron was going to give the uh, initial speech a few weeks ago, uh, I think on the 12th, Thursday the 12th, and the kids were interested in watching TV for the first time ever, the news, because they knew he was going to say the schools were going to close. <laughs> so I thought, Do you know, I should, I, I should actually film it. Mm. And, and then from there, and, and then it just took off. I'm compelled to do it. Yeah. I think I've taken one still picture the whole, during the whole three weeks. And that's yeah. normally all I think about. So, so you've you've just taken those stills. It's all been video. Some amazing document for your family, isn't it? This I think so. Yeah, I mean they they're kind of getting a bit fed up with it, but I'm going to keep going because we don't know where this is going to lead. And I I the one thing I'm worried about is that my my little films. I mean they are sort of personal to us. And mm. um, they they're not very uh what's the word? There's not much gravity to them. But we are very concerned about what's going on, clearly. Um, but as you know, humans can't live in a state of fear for a very long time. They just can't. And I think gradually people just get, start getting on with their lives, don't they? You're absolutely right. And when we have um, children, t- two children, um, so uh, coming up to 10 years old, he's, he's more bothered about at the moment as with, a, with a nine-year-old brain thinking, well, will I be able to have my birthday? Because he watched his his, um, his brother Jack just have his twelfth. No birthday at all in terms of going out and seeing his friends. It was it was very much everybody stayed in and, and ate pizza. Um, yeah. That that's how life is for you know pretty much yeah, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, well, right? yeah, I mean, yeah. they, and you can say to them, "This is going on," and they're like, "Right, okay, well, that's that's bad." But anyway, they're dealing with it with a sense of normality. And I, I saw your kids in the film, and it, it it was it was kind of cheering to see that life go on and. I think that that uh, emergency package from was it Aunt what was it Auntie June or Auntie who was it who sent the oh, aeroplanes? Yes, my, my Auntie Auntie Jerry had sent a package. Auntie Jerry, that was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's lovely to see stuff like that. And and you said that they they've been fairly good with it so far. Have they said, Mum, put the camera down much? Uh, well, they've they've the, the the beauty of it is they're now sort of used to me doing it. So now they don't, because like the one thing I don't want them to do is to act in front of the camera. No. Uh, and so now they're so used to me doing it, they're just, they're just used to it. Mm. They really are. They just carry on as normal and get on with whatever it is that, uh, that they're doing. And um, I don't know whether they're embarrassed that I'm occasionally uh, shouting at them on camera, but time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found it a cathartic process? Oh, yeah, definitely. It saved me because, you know, like everybody else, we're worried. We're, we're really worried. We're worried about our finances. I mean, I know everybody is. Um, and this is one place where I can sort of do the filming. And you know what it's like. You've got a camera in front of you and you're, you're just concentrating on what you're seeing mm. through that. And then with the editing, you sort of, you, you lose yourself there for a while. And, it, and it's wonderful. What have you been editing with? Premiere Pro, which right. uh, I only only bought like uh, in February. Right. So that's why I'm, I'm really not sure what I'm doing. But um, but I, I, I felt the only way to learn is to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah and, and, and the school of YouTube has been brilliant. And I, and I like this. You've been shutting yourself away with a microphone to do some commentary to the pieces as well. Which where everybody and I say this to everybody about sound. Everybody has a voice. I notice sometimes you're you're almost whispering into the microphone. I think you're 
um but but it's it's wonderful has that, has that been a fun process too i haven't really thought about it i've just done it and i've done it into whatever camera or usually my phone that i had on me and nothing was prepared it's literally just whatever i'm thinking at that oh, it's time wo- it's wonderful it makes them into real real diary pieces so i, I suppose for anybody who's uh, thinking about well we're inside we're making photo projects etc you're um, you're living proof of a stills photographer that's thought, do you know what, I'm going to turn that video button on and see what I can make of it. Absolutely. And I, and I really highly recommend it, uh, guys, especially you guys that I love in the, in the Fujicast group. And Neil and Kevin, what a great group they are. You've really <laughs> they, created. Yeah, they are. People. Yeah, they are. Um, just, just do it because when I tell you, I mean, you, well, you, none of the films are steady. I've, I've got like the shakes when I'm holding a oh, camera. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, but that's what I mean. People should should just do it. They should just do it. And I think also in wedding photography, I think it's not a bad thing to have to be able to do a little bit of filming. I think I think you're setting yourself up with a skill for the future, aren't you? Well, that's part of it too. How long does the project go on for? Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe, well, maybe as long as this confinement goes on for hmm. or not. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when I get the, uh, can I say when I get the arse with it? Or do you have to beat that out? <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. You said it, not me, Fran. <laughs> or, or as soon as one of the family members locks all your, your cameras away where you can't find them one day mum that's enough stop yeah, I, I think it'll be more my uh, French husband has a uh, what do they call it a protest no not protestation manifestation and smashes up everything um, I think he, he definitely has the uh, the, the derriere with it definitely <laughs> my thanks to Fran Corbett for her time and you must go and check out the website littlewingphotos.com forward slash new hyphen blog uh, we'll put the link on the the fujicast show um show page uh, today so definitely one for you to go look at um because um seeing the family at play um in video and seeing how they're coping in france uh, is a fascinating project and if you fancy doing something like that frank corbett is in the uh the private fujicast uh, Facebook group, which you're very welcome to uh, to join us on, and I'm sure she won't mind taking some uh, answering some questions. Just open up the flood floodgates for you, Fran, on <laughs> uh, on how she's been doing it. A couple of notices at the end. A couple of notices sounds like a meeting. This meeting is almost conju- uh, adjourned. Max <laughs> Max Young, good day, Neil. Good day, Kev. How's it going in sunny old England? Are you surviving this crazy world at the moment? I'm thinking of um, taking more personal photos than I have in a long time because of home isolation. Here's hoping things return to normality sooner rather than later. Regards, mate, Max. You haven't taken a lot of photos, though, have you, Kev? Personally, I know I haven't taken. I've, I mean, that, that mm. X100F that I've got has been sat on the sideboard. I've not used it. No, I haven't really either. I've been too busy kind of trying to deal with other stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, go, you know, do it. Don't don't regret it. It's better to, to have rubbish pictures and, and never look at them than have no pictures and regret not taking them. Yeah, absolutely. And Ali here from Ali Stewart Photography. Um, th- this might this might mean that you're fired one day, Kev, for just just for one show. I, Kev, and Neil, I put you both in brackets. To be fair, why were we in brackets in this email? I, don't know. I remember that Gemma said something very profound and sensible at Fuji X. Um, it would be good to hear her in the podcast as a voice of calm and in, and in all things plumbing and Sauvignon Blanc uh, Blanc <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc. I like a nice Sauvignon Blanc, please. Nice, uh, Sauvignon Blanc related. Is that what she drinks? Yeah, quite a lot of it. <laughs> Especially at the moment. 
Can she come on the show one day? It's like, it's like me knocking on the door. Hello, Kev. Can Gemma come out to play? <laughs> yeah, she always, she always, yeah, she'll do it. She always listens as well. She'll, um, well she yeah, do we'll, we'll do it. We'll get we'll on She'll do a show. Now, I'm, I'm worried about you. You're not feeling too good, are you, today? I'm okay. Sure. I'm okay. I'm going to go straight back to bed in a minute. What a nice idea. Yeah. Go, go and just, just go and take it easy for the afternoon. Mm, and yeah. I'll give I'll drop Gemma a text now and say, could you take uh, can you take some Sauvignon Blanc up to your <laughs> your husband who's who's luxuriating in the main suite? Yeah, I've got to try and get get rid of these blinking dogs and kids and guinea pigs and <laughs> God knows what else we got living in this house. Don't be mean. <laughs> right, I might might see you. I might see Gemma tomorrow. See, uh, we'll see who, who we'll see who's fittest. Okie doke. <laughs> all right. Okay, all done. Sorry you're feeling shit, Kev. That's right. I'm okay. Uh, oh, hang on. Microphone's still on. Edit that out. The Fujicast is an independent Loading Zone production. Email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk. Email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way.